Welcome to Stumbling to Success, the podcast devoted to the growth of small businesses and the entrepreneurs behind them. I'm Ethan Gibson, the founder of 2020 Ties and host of this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, this is Ethan with Stumbling to Success. Uh, today is a business principle day, so today I'm going to focus on a principle that <laughs> regards the business, okay? That's something I've been thinking about for the past couple weeks. And that is defining your <clears throat> defining your target audience slash your dream client or avatar, okay? Now, I think it's... I'll going to explain why this is something that we as business owners uh, need to do. Why we need to define who our target target audience is. First and foremost, um, it's obvious that all of our goals are the same. We want to make, uh, we want our business to be successful. We, we want monetary success. We want people to know about us. We want people to buy our products, buy our services, all that. Now, we all want that same thing, and it would be nice if every single person in the entire world was buying our product or using our services, right? However, that's not possible, <laughs> okay? Out of 7 billion people in the world, we cannot market to every single one of them. They all have different interests. They all have different personalities. There are, they are all in different places, not only physically, but also on their phone, different social media platforms. They're just, they're not all in the same place, Okay. Uh, not to mention they all speak differently <laughs> languages too, right? So in order for us to narrow that down and get as specific as possible, we need to determine who our target audience is. Who are the people that we're trying to reach and what are the problems for them that we're trying to solve, okay? People will spend money in order to have a problem solved. And we as entrepreneurs are here to solve a problem or to get a message across, right? So for example, with 2020 ties, my target audience are brides to be. Now that might be a little weird because they're not gonna be wearing ties, correct. But most of the time, they're the ones who are going to be designing their wedding along with their wedding planner. They're gonna be picking colors, flowers, seating arrangements, I mean, all that stuff. Especially what the groom and groomsmen are going to wear. The bride-to-be, they're the ones making that those decisions. So I am solving the problem that they have when it comes to finding high-quality ties that matches their wedding. That's the problem I'm solving for them. They are my target audience, right? Now, in any other brand, whatever it might be, okay, there is, uh, they have a target audience that they're trying to get to, Okay. Um, with brands that are selling like t-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, like Nike, for example, um, I, I think it's still important for them to define a target audience, even though just about anybody can wear their shirts, wear their shoes, their socks, anybody can do that. But in order to get started and get a foothold somewhere, they have to define a target audience. I believe Nike started off by... Um, I believe it was like athletic shoes, right? So obviously their target audience was athletes, <laughs> right? 
So that's that's who they were going. They're they're trying to make products for these athletes. Once they got that and got a foothold there, and people started to know them, then they were like, okay, sweet. Now we can kind of start moving into other things. We can start making um, Nike skateboarding hats, shirts. Like then, and then it moves away from just being for athletes, although that is still a big part of it. Now anybody can can participate, can wear, and be part of the brand of Nike. Make sense? So uh, that is vitally important. The reason being is the more specific that you can get with your audience, the more success that you'll have. Narrowing down 7 billion potential customers to maybe 2 or 3 million potential customers. Or, I'm just throwing numbers out here. Okay, <laughs> but when you narrow down, okay, these are the specific people, these are the interests that they have, this is a problem that I'm solving for them, this is something that they're going to be interested in, they will buy from me. Then you start getting those specific people to love your brand, love your company, and then they will start to follow you and they will become the audience that you're after. Or they already were, but now they're, they're integrated into the brand, right? They're, they're all about your brand, your company, what you stand for. Because it is much more cost-effective to, um, I don't want to explain this. So there are two ways for a company to make money when it comes to sales. They can either get more customers or they can sell to existing customers. And it is much more cost-effective to sell to existing customers. So when you have your target audience locked in, you know the person you're marketing to and they love everything, all your content, all your products and everything, then it becomes very easy to continue to build a value of your product, of your brand to them and they will continue to uh, buy from you and uh, participate in your brand, engage with you on social media. So once you have that narrowed down, it just becomes a lot easier. It took me with 2020 ties a very good while to figure out what exactly I wanted to do and what area of this market I wanted to fit into. Okay, because when it comes to ties, you have businessmen, men who go to church, and then you have weddings. And so I was uh, kind of teeter tottering between doing some things for men who wear business attire and then some things for weddings. And I just realized that there are two different audiences that will react to two different uh, types of content. So then I just went full-fledged and went into um, marketing to brides-to-be in the wedding industry. And so that's the foothold that I'm still trying to build right now. Okay? Now, how do you go about determining your target audience? This is important because if you don't know how to do this, you most likely won't be able to do it as effective as you could. Um, the way I look at it is... It's, it's easy to determine who your target audience is by determining who your dream client is. You have your dream client. And you basically create this profile for this, this person. Okay, this person isn't going to be real. They're not going to exist. But you create uh, a character, an avatar, right? You name it. You say how old they are, what their interests are, how their relationships are with their family, like... Um, what they like, what they don't like, where on social media are they going to be, what are they going to be doing on social media, who are they going to be following, are they going to be more on TikTok, are they going to be on Pinterest, LinkedIn, are they spending most of their time on Snapchat, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, like 
or are they on WhatsApp all the time? Like you have to determine where this dream client of yours is going to be. Determine how much money they're making every year. So then you can kind of, I mean, you're not going to know for sure, right? Remember, this is a fake person, but you're going to determine like, okay, maybe they're making 60K a year and they could certainly afford a, this luxury product that I have, or, you know, they're not, they're a college student. They're not making any money. So I'm going to make affordable clothing for college students who like to hike as an example. So you make this dream client and then once you have that dream client, you have a name for them. Okay. You don't have to name them. I named them just so that I can refer to them, right? You have their age, you have their interests, you have, um, what, uh, what their relationship status is. For me, it's very important that this person is engaged. Why? Because the people who are engaged are planning a wedding. That's, that's what it comes down to. Um, it was important for me to have that. And then I kind of had to think, well, what are, what's some of their interests? What would they be? And it's like, I don't know. Maybe they'd be interested in this or that or that or this, right? So once you have this, this dream client, dream avatar, dream person, okay, all that means the same thing. You have this person that you've created. This is what they're interested in. This is where, what platforms they're spending time on. This is how much money they make a year. They're willing, they're willing and able to afford my product, yada, yada, yada. Then you go and you base your audience off that one person that you created. You say, okay, this person is going to be following this page on Instagram, these boards on Pinterest, this person on TikTok, I don't know, something, right? These are the people they're following. So then you say, okay, let's make content similar to what my dream client would already be interacting with and see what that does for us. You make content that your dream client would probably be interacting with. Then the audience that's there that is interacting with that content from another brand or whatever, your goal is to get your content in front of them and they say, hey, I like that a lot. Boom. You got them. Make sense? So you make your client, you find out where they are, what they're doing, who they're talking to, what they're talking about, and then you make content for them specifically. Then you have your dream audience. You have your target audience, target market, and from there, you can start moving towards, uh, well, then you start to grow. That's growth, right? So very important thing, both of them, to find because they're contingent on one another. Your target audience is based on your dream client and you need to have these. It would be awesome uh, for me in my situation to say, okay, 70 billion people in the world, 3.5 billion of those people are probably men and they, meaning men will probably wear ties. And it's like, okay, that's a lot. So I need to narrow that down, right? Let me explain to you the issue that I ran into with 2020 ties and how I kind of thought through it and how I'm getting uh, now to grow. So with 2020 ties, I figured, okay, brides to be, those are, those are my people. Those are the ones who I'm going to market to. Now, with 7 billion people in the world, 3.5 billion of them are women. At some point, most women are going to get married, meaning they're going to go through planning a wedding. That's millions and millions of, of, of women, okay? Now, remember, I'm going, I'm advertising to the woman because they are more often than not the one who are, ones who are planning the wedding and who are interested in that. 
So I had to figure out, okay, I can't market to all these women, all these brides-to-be. The, the common denominator between all these women is that they're brides-to-be. That, that was it, okay? A bride-to-be has so many different interests than another bride-to-be. They're not all at the same place. Some of them don't even follow any wedding influencers or any wedding planners, wedding photographers. Some of them don't do that at all because they may not be interested in weddings until they themselves have to go through planning a wedding, okay? So what I had to do was say, okay, this is the type of bride-to-be that I'd want to work with, okay? I put her at the age that most, the average age for a woman to get married, which is like 27 and a half, close to 28 in the, in the United States. I said, okay. Okay, my, uh, my microphone kind of glitched out there for a second. So I'm trying to pick off right where I left off. Sorry for the, the abrupt change uh, that, that just occurred. But as I was saying, uh, I had to really define a dream client to then really figure out, okay, who of all these millions and millions of brides-to-be, who are the ones that I would like to work with, right? So I determined that she was about the age that uh, that's the average age for a woman to get married. I figured that'd be a good benchmark. It's like 27 or close to, tw- I think it's like 27 and a half, close to 28. So I said, okay, that's like, yeah, we'll run with that. Uh, obviously, she had to be engaged. And I figured if she was that old, she probably had a career, had a job, had some money, Meaning she was, she had the ability to pay for the ties that I was going to provide. Uh, I said that she was interested in, I think I said like, she was interested in photography. She was active, right? She was an active person. Didn't spend a whole lot of time on social media, but was uh, active on it, right? Um, And I said, you know, she's probably following pages that uh, would uplift her throughout the day. And, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember, see, I'm not, you, I need to get to know this fake person as good and as well as I can in order to create content that will cater to her desires. So obviously there's, um, there's some more work that I can do, but you get the idea there. So I had to create this person and say, okay, I'm going to, we're going to try to find people who are like her. I named her Ashley. Okay. I was at, a, we, we got to try to find people who are like Ashley. They're about that old. They have their own job. They're engaged. And because they're engaged, they're looking at wedding inspiration, uh, boards on Pinterest and on Instagram. So let's make content that they would interact with and see what happens. Okay. So right now we're in the process of, of doing that. And it's makes everything so much easier because now with the social media manager that I have, she knows, has a better idea of what kind of content she needs to post, uh, as opposed to saying, well, we're trying to get millions and millions of women. So we'll just go with this and see if this works. No, it's not like that at all. Now it's like, okay, this is exactly what this, what Ashley would interact with. So you put that out there, see what happens. Now with this whole process, there's a lot of testing that takes place. You test your content. You test what, which is better, what gets more engagement, you know, and you go to where your people are. Okay, that's the key. You go to where your customers are. It would be nice if our customers would just find us, <laughs> but that doesn't happen all the time. 
So I have to go to where they are. Now, the second aspect of what I'm doing with 2020 ties is wedding planners, they are like the filter almost. So all the women, um, all the brides-to-be, those who go to wedding planners are serious about planning their wedding and they have the means to pay for a wedding planner. And so if I can market my services, my products to wedding planners, then I have a higher chance of being hired by that couple by that wedding planner to provide the ties for that wedding. So um, I am also in the process of marketing to wedding planners. Now, the average, the dream client and the wedding planner, they're very closely related uh, as far as their interests. Some of them are around the same age. They like some of the same things, and so it just kind of works out that way. So that's where I'm at. That's where... I have kind of determined who I want to build a foothold with. It's Ashley and the people like her. Now, Ashley doesn't exist, obviously, so I can't specifically find Ashley, but I can find people who are like her. So there you have it. Just a few minutes on your dream client and your target audience. you got to determine who it is. got to determine what content they're going to interact with. you got to determine where they are okay this like i said in the beginning is not it it can be physically if you're a brick and mortar store but it is more um what's the word i don't know if there's a word for it. it's more just on social media what platform are they hanging out on you got to find it and you got to go for it if you have a product that you're trying to market to business executives I can tell you right now, a lot of them are probably going to be on LinkedIn. So you make an account on LinkedIn, you put content out there that they're going to interact with. It is, uh, it's simple, yet very complex. Okay. I didn't know about this until I started reading a book called Traffic Secrets by Russell Brunson. I would highly recommend it. It's a very good book. In there, he even talks about the Dream 100, which is a list of outlets, media outlets, social media platforms and people on those platforms that you would love to interact with and you would love to be on their show, on their podcast, be featured by whatever you make that list and then you go, that's kind of like your goal to get uh, on those groups or featured on that person's podcast. So give that book a listen or read whatever and uh, I think that'll help you out a lot. Thank you so much for uh, for listening, and we'll talk next week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned new principles and are taking actions to apply them into your life and into your business. Be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Stumbling to Success Podcast and my current business venture at 2020.ties. Again, I appreciate you taking the time to listen and learn. Remember, new episodes drop every Friday at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. See you next week.